Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Heine House Gaming and Tech and Food and Life Podcast. How about that? It's good to see y'all. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. It is September 13th, 2020, and it is exactly 11 o'clock a.m. in the morning. And I have my my coffee out of my nice Dunkin' Duncan Donuts uh, mug here. This ought to be worth some money in the future because it has the full name here. Now they're just Duncan. You drop the donuts, but they still have the munchkins there. You got you to gotta, you gotta go in for a 50 count. Take it right to the head there. I uh, appreciate you all being here. Thank you. I hope you've had a great week and a great weekend and a great start to your week. How about that? I know this podcast hits you at all different times in your week. So I hope it's fantastic when it does. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. If you want to leave me a voicemail, get at me, bruh. We'd love to hear from you. Anything on your mind, gaming, tech, a lot of stuff going on this week. We're going to talk about, if you have any comments on that, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, want to give a shout out, of course, to all of the amazing patrons you see right here on your screen. Tiny House Gaming Attack Podcast is completely supported by Patreon support and all of the people you see on your screen here thank you ground floor main floor game loft appreciate y'all and in fact we're welcoming a new patron here mr james loon thank you thank you james good to have you thank you i appreciate you greatly uh yeah we we uh man we've got we got a lot of stuff to talk about a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, before we get into the show, though, of course, I want to talk about a couple of things before we even hit random news. Number one, massive week for me in general, because finally, after five years of work, and yes, I talk, I've talk. i been talking about it for that long, for five years on and off, but more recently in the last six months, eight months, really, Hot Shot Racing, the video game that I produced a soundtrack for, or 12 songs of it, uh, it has, has been released. Has been released. Yes. Wow. Oh, I can't even I can't even describe the weight that I feel now lifted off of my shoulders with this. It's been a crazy crazy uh time. Um man, the praise and the the interest and the love on social media is has been insane. I I actually I haven't been involved in a project ever that has generated so much buzz and and love. I mean seriously, like I can go to I can go to any any social media, I can go to Twitter and I can just refresh my feed and it just phew, populates a whole bunch of new tweets with the hashtag hotshot racing and people are screenshots, videos, time trials. They're talking about the love of the arcade racing games you know, back in the 90s. They're talking about everything. They're even talking about the music, which is great. They're like the music is amazing. Where do I find it? Where do I get it? And that's like it makes me feel so good. Like everything that I've done and all the concepts that the collaborative Heine House hit squad here have come up with, we we have done it. We have done it. So it feels really, really nice uh, to get the praise and to get the love. And for everyone to actually see the vision that, that Trev and myself and everyone else at, at Sumo and everyone at, at the publishers, Curve Digital, everyone sees it and 
it's so great that the public now sees the vision that we have seen building the game. So it makes, it's just, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful moment. And I just want to thank everyone for playing and everyone's been reaching out to me. Thank you for that. Uh, please definitely check the game out. It's on PlayStation 4, Xbox One. It's on PC via Steam. And um, it's on Switch in the eShop. And you can also, if you're on Xbox console, you can play it on Game Pass. What? Yeah, the 10 million players that subscribe to Game Pass can play it. So that was the big news right before it launched. They're like, oh, by the way, it's going on Game Pass, which that completely takes the game from being where it was to holy shit, we now have an audience of, I mean, potentially 10 million people or however many subscribers there are. I mean, that's insane. So like, I can actually say that now. I can put that on my resume. It's like, yeah, I've, I've got a game that's been on Game Pass. You know, I've produced audio and, you know, soundtrack for a game that's been on Game Pass. And that just feels so good. Like the number one thing people say when they reach out to me is they say, I really hope this opens doors for you. And I hope that people now can see and will hire you and bring you on board for their game. And I hope so too, because um, I love to do this and it's a labor of love, but also it's a labor of passion and creativity. And it feels so, so good. I want to talk about one thing just on Hotshot before we go. First of all, you can find Hotshot Racing all over the, the place. Go to Curve Digital's website, look it up online, just type it in. You cannot miss it. It's everywhere. Um, you can get on Steam. If you buy it on Steam, you can also get the the soundtrack there as well. It's available there as well. Um, soundtrack is available all over the place. It's available right now. Actually, as of yesterday, it just hit Spotify, which is great. So if you're on Spotify, give me a follow. I haven't even um, promoted my Spotify artist page, like technically, but I have, an, I have a Spotify artist page. All my music is there. Go check it out. Give me a follow. The soundtrack hit it yesterday. Um, it just hit um, iTunes and Apple Music. So make sure to go to Apple if you use Apple Music. Stream that. Love it. Turn it up. Have fun. Oh my gosh, enjoy it. Please enjoy it. That would make me so happy. I want to talk about one last comment about this, um, about my mini documentary that I made on my YouTube channel. I, in my documentary, I talk about, this is actually a good life lesson. We're going to talk about a little life lesson stuff here. What happened was I talked about how it came to be and how it was I made a comment on a beta trailer for a game back in 2015. I saw this trailer for it was called Racing Apex at the time. And I made a comment saying, oh my God, I love this game. I love the look of it. I want in. Let me produce a soundtrack. I would love to be part of the team. Let me do this. Let me prove to you I can do this. So I basically sold myself. This is something that I've talked about before. I sold myself. I went in. I went for the juggler. I went for it. I just like a like a rabid dog. I went for it. Just just went in, and it could not be denied. It was enough of interest where Trev, who is the creative director uh, and the original concept designer of of Hotshot Racing, Racing Apex, and he said, "Okay, well, we'll be in touch. Let's exchange emails." And that was that was it. And we started to have a conversation from that point. And then at that point, I was able to then communicate and talk over the course of many months, which then ended up being many years, and then becoming part of the team where they trusted me with information. They trusted me with early builds. They trusted me with, with when, we, when we got bought, like when, when, when Sumo stepped in and they took control of the dev unit and they took control of creating, recreating the game, like all that information they put and trusted in me. 
And I didn't say anything. I kept it to the, to the chest because that's, I'm a businessman. That's how it works. And I want to do what's good for business, good for the team. But people, getting back to my point, is people have been writing me to say, I watched your documentary and they're like, I can't believe all it took was an email or a message on YouTube, a YouTube message. And yes, that's all it took. However, one thing I didn't, I didn't talk about, I didn't really go into it because there's no point in me talking about like a big life lesson on the documentary. I mean, I guess I could have, but I decided I wanted to do it here. Here's the, here's the thing that I didn't say and I didn't really stress enough is once you do that, okay, once you sell yourself, there is another element to this that needs to be done. And that is in you. That is in within you. You have to deliver. You have to deliver on your promise and then some. You can't just say, I want to be part of the team and then just kick back and not do anything, right? Not saying that you will, not saying anyone will. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. That's what has to happen. So I knew when I said, okay, I can do the soundtrack. I can do this. I began writing concepts. I began playing retro racing games again. I began um, taking notes, taking mental notes, listening to audio. I played Jaguar games. I played Super Nintendo games. I played NES. I played Xbox. I played PlayStation, PlayStation 2. I played GameCube. I, I played every game. I played PC. I played every game I could possibly imagine in the racing genre. Played Cruisin'. I played, like, I just started listening and started getting back into the vibe of it because I knew I needed to deliver an entire soundtrack of completely handcrafted songs. So it wasn't something that I was going to half-ass. And I, luckily, I had enough time to do it. This is a labor of love here, right? So if I only had like a month to do it, it may not be as good as it is right now because I've had five years to put this together. But my point in this, folks, this is, a, this is and I'm sorry I'm going off on a tangent here, but this is kind of what I do, though. It's a great, great thing to, then you can take this and apply this to any part of your life. It doesn't just have to be within the creative field. This can go anywhere. Uh, Percy, Percy, our man, Percy Havoc, he, he said that he secured a job recently. He got a gig by using this strategy. And again, like I said, it was all on him to do that. It's up to him to sell himself. But he remembered some of these, these tips, some of this strategy and advice that I gave, and it helped him. And that makes me feel so good. So I don't mind talking about this sort of thing. I don't mind going off on a tangent and, and, and breaking down this sort of thing. So the point is here, folks, jump in and sell yourself. Be confident in your ability and be aware of your audience. Be aware of your surroundings. But also, once you do that, here's the big, here's the big tip. Once you do that, be prepared to deliver on your promise and then some. That is the huge thing that I did not talk about. People said, oh, it's just a, you, oh, you just made a YouTube comment on it. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yes, I did. That opened the door. It cracked the door. And then I blew that fucker wide open. That was my plan. Blow that fucking door wide open. And I did. And it was deliberate. And it was intentional. And I, I by design, I wanted to do that. You should do the same. So be prepared to just fucking hit that door hard. And that's what feels really good. It's like, yes, um, blow blow the door off it, man. Blow, blow the doors, what, clean off the hinges to anyone you're working with and, and make, make that your strong point. You're like, damn, holy shit. Wow, this is amazing. This person is incredible and delivering. And then you become an asset and then you will get other gigs in the future. I hope this evolves into a great relationship for me with Sumo and Curve and Lucky Mountain Games and whatever they have down the pipeline, they know that if they have a game where they feel I could fit into the equation, I know I will get that call. 
And that is all by design. So be very good to the people you're working with. Have a great working business relationship with them. Be respectful and deliver on your promise and then some. Okay, how about that? Feels good. This will be this will be the very this will be the last week that I record a podcast with this fucking cancer on my nose. And you kind of see it here a little bit around the tip. You see it there. So um, yeah, I'm going in. You know, despite all of the, all this amazing stuff that's going on right now, and I'm so thankful, I'm so happy. I going in on Thursday morning to have this removed, and I'm actually uh, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm a little nervous about it. I am. I'm a little nervous. Um, I don't know what to expect. I everyone says it's no big deal. It's going to be really easy, and I hope that it is, and I'm sure that it will be. I've never had this. I've never gone through this experience before. I mean, when I was a kid, I had a mole removed on my neck. I don't know if you can. Yeah, see that scar right here. That actually was a mole that I had removed when I was when I was really young, and I don't really remember it. I was so young, so I guess in a way, I kind of I'm like, this is different. All right, <laughs> this is different. Um, but yeah, I'm going in Thursday morning. I, I anticipate an hour. They say an hour. That can't. That's not very long, right? So okay, it's cool. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just honest. Like I'm a little nervous about it, but uh, it'll be cool, and hopefully, I don't fuck up my nose too much. We'll see. Who knows? Maybe they'll make me look more handsome. I mean, th that could be a possibility. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I mean, I, I keep looking over here because I got my monitor to monitor my feed. But I'm one sexy looking motherfucker, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe my. Yeah, maybe make me look better. Anyway, hey, cheers to everyone. Cheers to everyone. Despite everything that's going on, we're blessed to be here and we're living a good life. Lots of stuff going on. So, um, yeah, we'll be back. I don't know if I'll record an episode next week. I'll probably be recovering that week. Maybe I will. Depends on how I feel. We'll see. I anticipate I'll probably feel okay, but we'll just go from there. All right, folks, let's jump in. Sorry sorry for that long rant, I, but I really want to talk about that. This is a really great moment and a great life lesson um, or great life advice, I guess. Take it or leave it, folks. Uh, BK, we talked. We always talk a little bit about food at the beginning. BK's drive through the future. Remember, we talked about Taco Bell last couple of weeks, and they uh, are talking about the Taco Bell of the future, where they are having a contactless setup. This restaurant is smaller. There's more drive-throughs. There's a mobile order pickup lane and a, a drive-through lane. It looks amazing. All right, so. All restaurants are doing this and post-COVID, right? So COVID's changed everything and their drive-through sales have gone skyrocket. Drive-through sales have always been good. Most people don't want to go in, but they have spiked. So check this out. Last week we talked about Taco Bell. Yes, of course. Today, BK is introducing and discussing where their new their new restaurant concept, where the car, they say, is treated like royalty because they're Burger King. Get it? Get it? The first is a small footprint store with no dining room at all. An idea pioneered by Starbucks in around 2012, which reduces Burger King's footprint by 60%. Holy shit, that's a lot. Instead of dining in, it invites you to either walk up, drive through, or park under the shade of a solar roof and have your food brought to you like old-fashioned car hop or like Sonic. Sonic, gotta eat fast. The second concept is a T-shaped two-story restaurant. The bottom features a counter to order, plenty of lanes for cars. Uh, the top story features the kitchen and a, and a dining room. 
why have this huge, heavy second story? Well, it allows the store to be smaller on the ground, have a smaller footprint. Um, this also creates more space for cars uh, to get to the drive-thru. And today, at least 65% of fast food restaurants' revenue is made by the drive-thru, yes. So yeah, it's really interesting. It almost looks like it has this like elevator like piece that goes up and cars can then drive through. But you can sit inside this thing and it like moves up and down. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a joke in here somewhere. I mean, they can't even get my order right. So can you imagine them now operating like elevators with real people in them? I mean, this sounds like a disaster. <laughs> Fucking A, BK. I'm just kidding. Relax. No, I do. I said this a million times. BK in the 80s and 90s, sign me up. There would be no other restaurant I'd want to have a burger at than BK in the 80s and 90s. But I feel that they have just fallen off. Okay, redesign your restaurant, but let's actually redesign your food. And what's up with you having the best fries ever? Go look up the, the most popular fries from fast food restaurant lists. BK is on there all the time, so we have got to get over there and try their fries again. What is going on? I know my good friend Brandon, he, he says he loves BK. He has a good BK near him. Again, it, we, can have the, we can have all these fast food restaurants near us, but again, it comes down to the quality of of what the people are going to do inside that restaurant, right? It comes down to how they're going to prepare, what they're going to do, how lazy or how um, ambitious they are, right? It comes down to that, just reality. You've been to good ones, you've been to bad ones, just reality. That's that's where anywhere you go, not just food, not just restaurants, anywhere. So speaking of food, Taco Bell, yep, they're removing more items. Can they just please stop? Taco Bell, stop. Knock it off. Leave us Leave us alone. Do, okay. If you're going to do anything, restaurants, if you're going to do anything right now, stop messing with your menu because right now we're dealing with a lot of shit, okay? We got COVID going on. The whole entire West Coast is on fire and burning right now. Seriously, there's riots and looters going on. This year has been fucking crazy. The last thing we want is you to be like, well, we're going to remove another, we removed 12 items. We're going to remove three more, you know, by the end of the year. Quit fucking with us, Taco Bell. This news comes from the tale of them removing other items just recently, including grilled steak, soft taco, nacho supreme, beef Fritos burrito, spicy tostada, triple layer nachos, spicy potato, soft taco, cheesy fiesta potatoes, loaded grillers, chips and dip for fuck's sake, and the breakfast mini skillet, which was amazing. That was last month. The two other items, the quesarito and the seven layer burrito were removed from menus, but can still be ordered in the app until they update that. What kind of restaurant are we going to run here? And a place to where we don't have all of that. I mean, let's be real. They've got 10 different ingredients. And they just regurgitate the 10 ingredients to make different concoctions. There's nothing new here. Minus like the Mexican pizza, which is which is unique. And it's a shell that is probably expensive. But still, what? <sighs> Mike Graham's. President of Taco Bell said in a written statement that the chain is, quote, constantly evaluating ways to provide a more efficient restaurant experience. While we know fans may be understandably sad to see some of their favorites go, this evolution of our menu truly paves the way for fresh new ideas. The creativity and innovation in our kitchen hasn't slowed down at all. And we look forward to rolling out new fan favorites. Okay, so that's kind of exciting. That last sentence. Fan favorites. That means they're going back to the drawing board and looking at what sold well back in the day and maybe bringing those back. You know they're going to be for a limited time, but still, that's pretty cool. 
but I do not like the fact they're getting rid of all the shit. Taco Bell will also roll out some new menu items this fall, like the new Dragon Fruit Freeze beverage, which will be available nationwide starting September 24th. It will also roll out a new Chicken Chipotle Melt nationwide November 5th. There are also some new regional offerings on the way. Taco Bell said it would offer new green sauce recipe, some of their uh, where areas where green sauce was previously offered. It also is planning to test out quesalupas, a chalupa shell stuffed with a blend of pepper jack and mozzarella cheese in the Knoxville, Tennessee area starting September 24th. Well, some of that sounds pretty good, and I'm excited for whatever they're going to bring out because I'm a big sucker for that, for new promo items. I hate that they're promo items, but sometimes you have to clear the menu a little bit, you know, to make room for this stuff. But please, I mean, come on, please stop that. Here's my only wish. Here's my wish. Are you guys ready for it? Taco Bell, bring back the fucking chili cheese burrito. That's all I want. Used to be called a Chilito back in the day. My, my dad talks about a Bell Burger from back in the day. I never had the pleasure of experiencing that. It was like a basically, or they called it a beefer, right? A bell beefer. That's what I call farts now too, by the way. So maybe we got to change that name up. But yeah, I mean, man, give me the chili cheese burrito. Bring that shit back. And I have a little, for all the folks lucky enough to be watching this on YouTube, I have a picture. I actually have a picture of a, a leaked photo from corporate of what the new menu looks like. Oh, man, you're going to love this. Here we go. <laughs> Look at that. Is that not amazing? That is, a, that is a leaked photo of what the new menu looks like. For the folks listening to audio only, it's a picture of the menu outside in the drive-thru. And every single pane is completely blank. The bottom, it says Taco Bell open late. Try our new. It's blank. There's nothing. And an empty plate dead center. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you want better reaction times in your games when you play you may, might want to chew some gum wait what Razor's latest gaming accessory is chewing gum aimed at boosting your focus in reaction time in games the company teamed up with 5gum from Mars Wrigley to make respawn by 5gum in 3 flavors cool mint, tropical punch and gamer swamp ass. Wait, what? No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Pomegranate watermelon. <laughs> the gum is available starting today at three bucks per fifteen stick pack, and twenty seven ninety nine twenty eight dollars for a ten pack. It will be available from Razor.com as well as Amazon. What is going on here? Razor says the gum was developed with a quote extensive amount of R and D part of which came from studying the daily routines, gaming schedules, and snacking habits of casual and pro gamers. If you were turned off by the high amount of caffeine in energy drinks or maybe a drink mix, you might like the chewing gum. The chewing gum's only source of caffeine is from the green tea extract within the recipe. Razor says it wanted to develop a product that can be, quote, consumed at any time of the day, night, night or day, and keep gamers focused but not continuously affected once the game is over. Very cool. Well, I mean, I'm not really one about to go after the hype of this shit. You know what I mean? But, um, I mean, I would try it. I would try it if it was there. Um, they also said that the sticks of gum are completely black, but they do not make your mouth, tongue, or teeth black. So that's good. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, Cool Mint, you had me at Cool Mint. I'll try it. I mean, what's the difference? You know, let's try it out. It'd be cool. All right, there's some random news. How about some gaming news? You want to talk about some gaming news? Ho! There will be no encore for Twitch Sings. Twitch Sings has sung its last. Twitch announced today, this was a few days ago, that the live stream karaoke platform co-developed by rock band studio Harmonics will be closing down at the end, <coughs> excuse me, at the end of the year. Let me coagulate on some coffee. <clears throat> As we look to the future, they say, we have decided to invest in broader tools and services that will help support and grow the entire music community on Twitch. It is said that, uh, they said that in a closure announcement. Because of this, they say, we have made the difficult decision to close Twitch things January 1st, 2021. Twitch has a general music category, which I stream in when I do my DJ sets and things, with 3.6 million followers. The Twitch Sings category has 161,000 followers, so not a whole lot, but still, there's people in there. Twitch said in a statement that it will use its resources to invest in broader tools for the music community. I, uh, I'm sad to see Twitch things go. It wasn't anything that I used specifically. I feel bad for everyone that was in there who used it. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than having a service or something that you like go away like this. It sucks. I know it sucks, but if you're a singer or a musician in there, this, this should be somewhat good news because they're going to invest in music tools. Remember at the beginning of the year, we talked about a statement they hired one of the CEO, or one of the, not the CEO, one of the developers uh, from Spotify. Remember, they hired one of them that brought them over, and they're going to develop tools and resources for the music category. I really like that idea. And if they're going to invest in the music, that just benefits all musicians. So that's a good news. That's definitely good news. Um, you can now cancel pre-orders in the eShop. This is a real quick blurb here. Nintendo rolled out an update in the eShop recently. I don't know when it came out. I noticed it uh, uh, two days ago, but the eShop looks a little different. In fact, it, dude, did they hear me yelling and cussing at them because it runs better now? Remember how laggy it was? It runs really nice. And I mean, it's still not perfect, but it runs much better. It looks a little bit more condensed, has a cool Mario 64 like loading Mario running. Looks really cool. Uh, but also now one of the updates uh, or that update that went through was now the ability to cancel any pre-orders you have, which insane that it took three years, right? Wow, crazy. But yeah, you can cancel pre-orders in the eShop now on your Switch. EA Play is coming to Xbox Game Pass. This was a huge thing on social media. I was following it. I was LOLing too. It was really great. They staged it really nice. It was great. Xbox Game Pass official Twitter account made a tweet like, hey, EA, they tagged him. Hey, EA, do you want to bring your games over to Xbox Game Pass? And then EA responded, oh, Xbox Game Pass? Is that the monthly subscription service where gamers get to get like they went through the little like promotional like sales blurb about it? And they're like, yeah, that's it. That's our service. You want to bring it over? And they had this like commentary back and forth to like build it up and hype. And sure enough, EA is going to do it company announced that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Game Pass for PC subs will soon get EA Play membership at no additional charge. Essentially, this means that if you shell out for Game Pass Ultimate on PC, your subscription will also include access to more than 60 additional EA games, including big titles like Sims, Mass Effect, FIFA, and more. This means the Ultimate Game Pass members will enjoy EA Play on Xbox One, Series X, Series S, and Windows 10 PCs, 
and Xbox Game Pass for PC members get EA Play on Windows 10. Microsoft explains the addition of EA Play will start this holiday. That is a true sign, folks. That is a that is a true sign that fucking EA Play was terrible and a bad deal. No one bought it. No one bought it. It just didn't. It wasn't great. We know that. We knew it when they launched it. We've been saying it now for a long time. Xbox Game Pass, dude, that, say what you want, that is absolutely the the best. Can I say it? Can I go ahead and say it? I'm going to do it. Not only is this one of the greatest deals for a gamer today to play games, this is probably one of the greatest values in gaming ever. I know that's a pretty bold statement, but think about it. What other, what other service, what other offering is there that gives you so much value per dollar? And now with the addition of EA Play, I mean, say what you want about EA or say what you want about their games, you're gonna have access to them at no additional charge. I mean, that's like that's like EA, EA the Titan, like bowing down, like. Okay, Microsoft, you win. You win. It's yours. Crazy. I mean, what a value. And we'll talk about the Xbox too, which also is, looks like it'd be a pretty good value as well. Is there a 4K Nintendo Switch coming? I mean, maybe. Buried in a new Bloomberg report on a on a 20% increase to Nintendo Switch production uh, on their shipments. There's a little tidbit that the company marked in there. They made a little statement in there to third-party developers. They said, quote, Make their games 4K ready. That's what they said in this Bloomberg report. So they actually said it. Hey, devs, make your games 4K ready. Well, most people have anyway, but... Mm. Got to drink this coffee before it goes cold. So um, that's not a confirm on anything except for... Come on, folks. We're going to get a 4K switch. It's coming. They wouldn't say that. They just wouldn't say that. Um, it's the latest sign of a more powerful Nintendo Switch variant. Yep. We don't know what that exactly means other than make your games capable of 4K. If they say make it 4K ready, that means like just make it capable of running in 4K, right? It wasn't really expanded on, so we don't know. But Nintendo has declined to comment on any of the reports, of course. They're cautious of what they say. I mean, when we have people that are digging through trademark paperwork that they file and digging through code and hacks and leaks and stuff, you know, they're very cautious about what they say. But reality is they have to say some stuff to some people and that has to get out that word. You know what I mean? So very, very cool. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, Breath of the Wild prequel, prequel, <laughs> Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity coming to Switch. It's a sequel to the 2014's Hyrule Warriors. And uh, yeah, it uh, takes place about 100 years before the events of uh, Breath of the Wild. So yeah, we're getting a new Hyrule Warriors game on the Switch. Uh, if you played Hyrule Warriors, you already know what we're talking about here, but it's a hack and slash Zelda game and uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch on November 20th. I know people were kind of like, but heard about it and upset. They were like, we want a new Zelda game. 
I mean, shit. I mean, people are still playing Breath of the Wild, and why not? It's a masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. But yeah, pretty cool. So that's that's actually that's actually great news. Big talk here with Xbox. This is my last article in gaming. Should we talk about it? We're gonna jump right in. Big news this week. Microsoft has confirmed the existence, release date, price, and design of Xbox Series S and X. My DSer is going to go ape shit on this podcast episode with all this. <laughs> I see it flickering when I say that. It's like freaking out. What are you doing? Um, I'm saving this big news for last here in the articles, but big news, man. Big news. Uh, this is all breaking news as of the last uh, 48 hours, in fact, of me writing the article. Xbox Series X and S launches November 10th at $499 and $299, respectively. A new robot white controller. Pre-order starts September 22nd, a few weeks out. And Xbox, so I have some blurbs. Everyone knows about it, but I want to talk about it in case you don't, in case you're not. And you tune into the, the Heine House podcast for your news. I got you. Xbox Series X, our most powerful console ever made. And Xbox Series S, new generation performance in our smallest console ever. Built at a more affordable price. Launched globally, November 10th, pre-orders, 22nd of September. Empowering you, the freedom to choose, its core is core to everything that we do at Xbox. In addition to the traditional option of purchasing the new generation of Xbox Series X and S at $499 and $299, we are, we are expanding our Xbox All Access program to 12 countries this holiday. That's crazy with more to come in 2021. So they're expanding it to 12 more countries. That's so awesome. That's some global shit right there, folks. Whether you're upgrading to the newest console or joining the Xbox family for the first time, Xbox All Access is the easiest way to get the best of Xbox. Xbox All Access provides all Xbox Series X or S Series along with 24 months of full Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Experience. So it includes a console and 24 months of the service. In total, that means you get access to the next generation Xbox console, your choice of over 100 high-quality games to play on the console, including next-gen optimized games, over 100 high-quality games to play on PC and EA Play. EA plays 60 of the biggest and best uh, games that EA has to offer. Uh, PC and over 100 games to play from the cloud. All right, that service is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, that is all with no upfront cost and a low monthly price. Xbox Series S will be available starting from $24.99 a month for 24 months. And Xbox Series X will be available starting at $34.99 a month for 24 months. Folks, think about that. Let's talk about this for a second. Hold on, let me show you the specs here. I got a screenshot. I mean, I know, I know everyone's already seen it, but let's take a look at the screenshot here. So here it is. Here's the S, 60% smaller, literally fits inside of the Xbox Series X, all digital, 1440p at 120 frames a second, DirectX, ray tracing, variable rate shading, variable refresh rate, low latency, custom 512 gig SSD, 4K streaming media playback, 4K upscaling for games. 
And there's the console right there. People are saying it looks like a speaker. It looks like an Oreo cookie. I don't really care what it looks like. All I know is this is one hell of a deal. Let's talk about this. So let's think about this for a second. I was just talking about Xbox Game Pass being one of the best values in gaming. Well, Microsoft just came through and made their console the best value in gaming, period. Now, remember, folks, I love all consoles, all right? So I'm not sitting here saying one thing or the other. I'm just calling it as I see it. If they are going, if you're, if you can pay, let's just take the, the granddaddy, the Series X, go for the biggins. 35 bucks a month, 35 bucks a month, you can get the console and the service for two years. That is insane. That is insane. How many moms and dads are going to sign up for that shit? As opposed to them going out on holidays, spending $1,000 or 800 bucks on a console, a couple of games, an extra controller for a brother or sister. Think about that. That is a low upfront cost guaranteed they're going to be flying off the shelf guaranteed there's going to be there's going to be demand issues with this i know it there's not going to be a lot of consoles around they're going to be sold out that is the best value it is a great time to be a gamer and it is even better if you're into uh, xbox if you're into microsoft because boy oh boy they are knocking it out of the park hey we have come a long way folks remember when they launched the uh, uh xbox one do you remember that botched, butchered, complete disaster of a conference. Sports, sports, sports. Hey, Xbox, turn on ESPN. Sports, sports, FIFA, FIFA, Call of Duty, sports, sports. Disaster. We don't want a fucking glorified remote for our TV. All right, we, 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 want, we want the all-encompassing hub for everything. We don't want a fucking glorified remote. And they listened, and look at this. Now look where we are. Incredible stuff. This is incredible. Got to say, Sony is in your court. There's rumors that they're going to have a conference next week. We'll see what happens. It's in their court. I, I want to hear good things. I think we're going to hear good things. Let's, let's be surprised. I mean, Microsoft definitely surprises with this. This is great. I, I just don't see any way that can't win, folks. I cannot see any way for them to offer their new console and the service for 24 or for 25 or 35 bucks a month. And that Series S, that little small thing, it fits in your backpack, it's portable. Man. Yeah, it's only got a 512 gig SSD. It's pretty small. But if they they want you to play from the cloud, as long as X Cloud is rock solid, folks, we may be onto something. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Really, really nice. If you use Amazon, uh, oh, we're going to, let me just jump right into uh, tech. <laughs> that was gaming. Yeah, we'll see what Sony has to offer. I'm very excited to report on that. Hopefully next week we get some, uh, we get some news on that. Come to the table, Sony. Let's talk. If, um, if you use Amazon Music on your phone, that is Amazon's service for streaming music. It's like Spotify or Apple Music. It's Amazon's version. If you use Amazon Music, you can now... If you follow an artist, <clears throat> shameless plug, like myself, if you search for me on Amazon Music, I have my uh, Twitch account linked to it, which now, when you go live, it has a notification in the app 
to show, hey, this artist you're listening to right now, you know, you're listening to Hot Shot Racing on Amazon Music. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> you can now see that I'm live on Twitch and click it and boom, you come over. Because Twitch and Amazon, right? They, you know, they're one. I think that's great. So I actually synced my uh, Twitch account to my Amazon Music account. And if you're in there, please give me a follow and check it out. I think it's really great. I like any, any of this integration stuff like that. I think that's fantastic. And again, I, I've already talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but this is a great segue. And it's a not shameless plug because I'm super proud of all the stuff that's going on. But folks, if you listen, wherever you listen to music, let's just break this down. Wherever you listen to music, all right, wherever you stream music from, I'm talking about the services, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, Amazon, MP3, wherever, iHeartRadio. I don't know, wherever you listen to it, Deezer, wherever, I'm in there. All right, so search for me. Give me a follow. Um, Spotify, I just got an email. I just crossed 100 followers on Spotify. That's great. I haven't really talked about it, but you can give that a follow. Fantastic. Thank you, everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, you will then be notified when I release music openly like that. And I think that's great. Please do. Please do. I would appreciate that. Uh, Fisher Price Controller accepts the Konami code. This article reads, this is really funny. So it's a, it's a children's toy. You know, Fisher-Price, they make children's toys. So this couple bought this Fisher-Price controller and the dad started messing around with it. And he just jokingly entered the Konami code into the controller. And it did something. It's very interesting. Article reads, my wife bought a toy game controller for our baby girl. I couldn't have been more prouder. Our six-month-old already loved the drum I love to drum her feet on it. She's been, she's born a gamer. So I started off fiddling with this so-called Fisher-Price Game and Learn, impressed by how many sounds they've managed to cram into this toy. A funny idea struck me. I started pressing the buttons in the infamous sequence, the one that everyone knows, the Konami code. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. And when he did that, it played a little Mario jump sound. And it goes, you win. The Fisher Price controller did. It's crazy, right? So obviously, the people designing that controller are gamers, 100% gamers. And they put an Easter egg in there. I think that's really cool. What other Easter eggs do we not know about? I just, I love that. I think it's so cool. <laughs> I saw him post too on Twitter. He goes, well, since uh, my post blew up and went viral, and um, everyone's buying these controllers now from Fisher Price. He put his affiliate link up there. He's like, please buy it through this link. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to do the fucking marketing for Fisher Price, absolutely. Absolutely. Buy it through this guy's link and get him a few pennies on that, on, on the sales. I mean, seriously, like that makes sense. Hell yeah. Fisher Price is like, yeah, great. Someone found it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Google Maps now shows traffic lights in their app beginning this week. <clears throat> Google Maps starts showing traffic lights in the largest American cities, regardless of the device that you're using to run the app. The feature is live on Android and iPhone. And as a result, the new icons can also be seen on Android Auto and CarPlay. This is so great. Also, the Waze Map app will also be getting a major update in the next few weeks. Um, and me personally, I am extremely excited to see what that has in store. I think Waze is the absolute best map app that is that that is out there. 
And Waze is owned by Google. All right. So we have to be careful here because they have their own Google Maps. All right. And they have Waze. And what, what I don't want to see is them to try to like, I, I don't know. I just, I worry because it's very common for a company to have something amazing and then it blows up. It's really popular. And then they go in and they change it so much and they fuck it up. And please don't mess up the Waze app. In fact, you guys know I every day I spend two hours every day in the car driving and I use Waze every single time because it keeps active traffic. It keeps where police are. It shows me where traffic jams are happening. If there's an accident, it will reroute me. It will tell me about stuff. It's, it's just, fa it's fantastic. It is crowd supported real time traffic data. You report something, all traffic that comes up behind you are going to know about that. It's wonderful. When it's safe to do so, I'll tag things too. Not all the time, of course, if it's not safe, if I'm not stopped or whatever, but I'll tag when I see a, an officer hiding in the corner or if there's a traffic jam, I'll tell, yeah, I'm in a traffic jam. Or if there's a delay, it will be like, hey, are you in a delay? I'm like, yep, I'm in a delay. And that's, it's just great. That is, that is so fantastic. So I can't wait to see what the new traffic is uh, for Waze. Very, very exciting stuff. Cannot wait. Um, yeah, that was some tech stuff. Yeah, we're, we're going to, we're on the fast track here, folks. Fast track. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the phone lines. 503-908-5490 is the phone number. And again, you can give me a call and it goes right to my voicemail. You don't even have to talk to me. Make it easy for you. Just leave me a voicemail. Just drop a line. And I will play it on the show. All right, we got uh, two callers this time. Looks like it's the Mr. Man, the Cam himself, Cameron, the voicemail maniac, with a two-parter, my man right there. He sent me a text message. He's like, I'm sorry for rambling. I'm like, bro, don't ever apologize for that. I fucking love talking to you. I love hearing from you. We have a good time. We talk about all kinds of good stuff. All right, let me just turn off my mirroring, send my audio through the iPad to my mixer. Turn on and load. Here we go. Cameron, thanks for the call, Jason, my dude. what's going on, man? It is the Maniac here. Maniac. Um, per usual, just giving you a shout-out. Um, man, you know, I know I, I sent you a few text messages, but uh, just want to reiterate that, uh, it, you know, that's a huge bummer about your nose. Um, it's just, uh, man, if I think if that happened to me, I'd... I'd be freaking out. I'm I'm very much prone to worrying about anything and everything. So, yeah, I hear you. Uh, I, I can only imagine, man. But you're you're taking it in stride, and you're you have the the, the the right attitude, a great attitude about it. You know, with life, um, I, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Like things just pop up, um, and uh, stuff like that. You just can never expect, but. Uh, I wish you the best. I think, uh, you know, hopefully all your results will come back and you won't have to have any, any, any sort of major, you know, surgery or anything. I doubt you would. I mean, I, I don't really know, obviously, but man, I'm hoping it's not going to be that big of a deal. Um, uh, really, I really, uh, I'm rooting for you, of course. And thank you. you no know, things have been tough. And, uh, when it comes to the medical, uh, things, you know, for you. So, uh, man, it's it's been tough. I'm, I I imagine, but uh, I just want to commend you on your attitude. So thank you, Cameron. Appreciate um, that. Let's see. Second thing, uh, I was just uh, I was just kind of curious. What is the uh, to totally switch gears to, to video games? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, what uh, what console or what 
platform do you spend the most time on? I'm assuming it's probably PC based upon your comments in the last episode. Um, but I'm curious, uh, you know, uh, maybe PC, uh, Switch. Before that, I imagine probably the, uh, the Wii for a long time. I know you're, you are a big fan of that, but just kind of curious what some of your favorite consoles or what, you know, in, in recent years, what consoles you've spent the most time on. Um, Oddly enough, I think mine has been, or maybe not oddly enough, but Sega CD slash Genesis. Probably mostly Genesis, but been rocking some Shining Force CD lately myself. Um, and also, just to kind of reiterate uh, about the video game price craziness, it's not only Sega CD. It's been, you know, PlayStation 1, uh, PS2 stuff, like sort of the more obscure titles. Yeah, um, I've noticed that or too. more sought-after ones have just gone nuts in value. Which is odd to me because, I mean, yeah, people have more time to spend on games, but, I mean, where is this money coming from? I know a lot of people, including myself, were, were, you know, were collecting unemployment and uh, had some sketchy weeks, months, you know, re- regarding all this stuff. So, um, so yeah, man. Also, last thing, um, I'm just thinking, like, isn't it crazy? Like, Oh, there it is, the three-minute mark. We're going to a part two. I feel a part two in the works, Mr. Cameron. Yeah, uh, I'm going to actually speak on your first part because you you were moving on to another question and I can answer the the first one. Uh, yeah, I uh, thank, first of all, thank you for your, for your love and support. And yeah, man, you know, like I said earlier, I'm going in this week. We're going to get this shit shaved off. It's going to be all right. You know, I'm just, I'm being positive about it. It's all you can do, you know, so we're, we're jumping in. It's going to, it's going to be fine. Um, Bob is right now. He's licking my leg. He's under here. He's like, see, I know it's going to be okay. Thanks, Bob. <laughs> um, yeah, you had a great question about what, what consoles or platforms do I use the most? That is a big question. And I will say it depends on the year that we're talking about, right? It depends on the console generation, depends on what, what era we're in. I will say since, mm, okay, I've always been into PC, always. Even back in the day when we had our very first PC, was which was a, uh, a Macintosh, an Apple Macintosh Performa 450. And I was trying to get games to run on that thing. Uh, buying a joystick at, at Incredible Universe. I bought Rebel Assault. I still have the big box for that for Mac. It was like one of the first games I ever saw in a big box for Mac. It was like, this is for Apple. I'm like, we can play games. Like this was like back in the day. Um, Shortly after we got Windows 95, but uh, we had an Apple originally. And um, yeah, my grandparents had actually had a Tandy 1000 that I, I saw and, and like typed on the keyboard a little bit, but my grandma used it for, I think for like, um, uh, tax issue, like documenting and um, paper. I say paperwork, but she was like using it for like tax and records and stuff. Um, but anyway, getting back to your question. Yeah. Uh, so I've always been into PC. So PC is probably, probably my number one, just because uh, here, here it is too. It's also convenient for me because I do so much work on PC, right? I do all of my video editing, all of my audio editing, all of my entertainment, my live streaming, and my gaming. I mean, like, it's it's there. And plus, on a PC, you know, you have access to all of these tools, right? You have access to your chat, 
your voice chat, your text chat, you have the keyboard, you have the mouse, you, you can plug in a controller, I can plug in flight controls, I can plug in my SIM rig. It's just it, this hub, the PC hub is so powerful and so versatile. You can do so much with it. So yeah, PC would probably be a platform that I use the most. But depending on what year we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about um, the early 80s. And I mean, early 80s, I was pretty young. Let's just say that. Very young, in fact. I was still shitting in diapers. But uh, I grew up um, on Atari 2600. Had that for a while. Then we had NES, right? So we played NES all the way from 85 all the way to Super Nintendo. And then Super Nintendo, we had that. And then from there... What do we get next? We got PlayStation 1, and I played that for a lot during that era. Um, what, what came after that? And 64 came right after that. Boom. Oh, boy. We were on it. My friend had a Genesis, so I didn't actually have a Genesis at that time. My friend did, and I went to his house, and he came to my house. We basically, he had Genesis, I had Super Nintendo, and we would just go back and forth. So I, I can say I didn't actually own one at that time, but played it all the time. Loved it. So we played a lot, man. It was the best of both worlds, like 16-bit wars. Wasn't a war for me. I was enjoying both consoles. It was great. But uh, yeah, yeah. PlayStation 1, absolutely got that at launch. I remember the story I always tell about we were walking through Sears and I was like, I saw the kiosk over there and I was playing ESPN Extreme Games. And I was like, mom, get over here. You got to see this. You got to see this. And she was like, oh my gosh. And she came over and she was watching me play ESPN. I was doing my rollerblading down the hill, running into people. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many great consoles. Then PS2, PS2 took over my world. You know, it was so great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Wii, absolutely. I would say that's probably one of my favorite consoles of all time. I, I just think it's so great. Innovative, the controller, uh, the motion control, the flexibility with that, the gameplay. Um, and, you know, even though the online was not great, and not robust. There was no voice chat, really. I mean, Animal Droppings had uh, We Speak microphone, USB microphone that they sold. It was really, really quite terrible, but it was still fun. But the Wii was fantastic. I love that. Love that console. So, uh, yeah, that's a long-winded long winded answer there for you. But, yeah, for sure, I would say that uh, completely. So what's he got here? He's got another question here. Let me, let me cue it up. Um, where is it? Here we go. Appreciate the calls here, Cameron. It's always always a pleasure talking with you and hearing. Oh, I wanted to say too before it goes in here, Cameron. We need to. All right. No, no, you're good. Let me pause this. We need, dude. You're talking about all this Sega stuff, Sega CD, all this stuff. First of all, Stephanie loves Sega CD. We we all need to get together and play some Sega CD. I mean, this is very. This is this is this is a no brainer. All right, so we need to somehow figure out where we can get together, combine all of our stuff, and play some of these great Sega CD games. All right, so let's work that out someday. Maybe next year we can work that out. Right, that was a little bit of a cliffhanger because, you know, the maniac likes to ramble on and leave long messages. <laughs> but uh, that's just what I do, man. Um, anyway, I would just, this is sort of like a thought thing I've been thinking about. Um, you know, like, I'm not, you know, when you, when you kind of envision where you might be maybe 10 years ago, like, can you, isn't it just crazy how life is? Like, I had no idea where I'd be now, not necessarily for better or for worse, just kind of thinking, like, where I thought my career path would take me or where, you know, social life or gaming, whatever. 
it's just crazy to think, you know, where, where, you know, where I am now versus where I thought I would be. Um, and it, it's probably the same for you, man. It's just crazy what life, life brings us. And it's just cool to still be alive. I mean, it, it sounds, that sounds, uh, kind of weird, but man, I have friends that, uh, have passed away in just crazy circumstances, you know, um, or, or, or have gotten sick or, I mean, just, it's just nuts. You know, and I'm just super thankful to, to still be here. Um, and, uh, I got a little philosophical, but, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on in the world, it's really just made me think and really try to appreciate even when really bad stuff happens. But to me, you know, I just try to appreciate just still being here for sure, man. Um, and having, you know, you know, what I have in, in, in life. And anyway, all right. So sorry to get all crazy. But uh, I guess that's what the maniac does. You just never know. But uh, have a great <laughs> week, guys. And, um, you know, we'll see you on the next podcast. You got it, Cameron. No, no, no. I, you know, that's the thing, man. You're exactly right. I mean, if you wake up in the morning, it's a good day. You know what I mean? Like, just real shit. Like, if you wake up and you could have another day, it's great. And I, I, you know what? This is something I've said. I've said my whole life. You know, one day you're here. Tomorrow you may not be. It's just, that's the crazy um, and scary thing about it, you know? And, uh, you know, loss is is uh, is difficult, you know? It's very difficult. One of the hardest things ever in life. And so, uh, you know, to get back to your question about did I, would I ever expect where I'd be in 10 years? I mean, no, no, absolutely not. I, the only thing I knew... 10 years ago is that I wanted to continue to entertain and be here. I actually didn't think about the impact or the implications of, of anything else that goes along with that. Really, I really haven't. So when I'm able to sit here in front of this camera, in front of this mic and do something that allows me to express myself and be creative and also meet new people and hear from people and listen to your stories in your life, and get to know you guys. And even if you don't call in or take part, I know there's lots of people that listen. I think that's just the most amazing thing. I think it's so great. And it feels so good. It's very satisfying for me. And I feel that in some maybe small part of any of this and whatever I'm doing, I'm helping uh, inspire or I'm helping encourage or I'm I'm helping lift up someone because I think... I don't think enough people lift others up. It's a very selfish game out there. And um, it feels good to, in small any small part, do that. So that's all I really try to do. And uh, just kind of be here in my lane and do my thing. And if anyone wants to jump in a car and hop in the lane with me and ride this ride, then, you know, we're, we're doing good. We're having a good time. That's really all it comes down to. So, but yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate you, Cameron. Thanks again, always for your calls um, and, and your support there. So yeah, we're going to continue on and have a good time for sure. Much love to you, brother. Appreciate it. All right. We're going to jump into a uh, last call here. Let's see. What do I have here? What do I have? Looks like we got something from Nathan, Mr. Nathan. All right, let's do it. Thank you, Nathan, for the call. Hey, appreciate Jason, it. Nathan here. I don't have a question this time. I just really wanted to call in and say congratulations on the release of Hotshot Racing. Um, I left a YouTube comment saying the same thing. 
Thank but you. Thank you. I thought about it for a second. I said, you know what? This is a special occasion. Let me reach out with a more personal congratulations and actually call in, you know? Thank you. Yes. Because um, really, I mean, I, I'm sure you you must be excited because, it, I mean, it's it's such a good game and um, just it just seems like it was such an awesome project to be part of. Um, yeah, for sure. I got it on the PlayStation and I ended up actually... Uh, kind of splurging and just getting it on switch too because you know it's that kind of game yeah yeah i agree you should yeah you should it's gonna want to pick up and play it you know yes. just throughout the years and that kind of thing so I, I was like you know what i need to have this on switch too but mm-hmm. um you know I, I i hope this opens up the door to uh hear more of your music and possibly other video games in the future or Thank whatever you. projects you choose to work on but uh I mean, I'm really excited for you, and uh, I hope everything's well with you. Have a good one. Nathan, I appreciate that, man. You read my mind, man. We were just talking about all this stuff. Um, First of all, thank you, and I appreciate you taking the time to send a a more personal uh, message over for that. Yes, and like I said before and talking about it earlier, I kind of, I beat it to death here, but yeah, it's... It's, it's a dream come true for me. It's it's just one of the most amazing things and definitely the biggest and most amazing project I've worked on, I've worked on up to this point. And I think all, everything that you do always sets the tone for what you do in the future. So I do hope this opens up doors for me in the future. I hope I'm able to, uh, to, to, to join teams and be a part of, of, uh, productions and, and dude, I'm even uh, hustling on Twitter. Like I'm going on Twitter and I'm finding, uh, indie developers that are like making games and they're, like there's this one I just did the other day. It's like a little top down racer and it looked, it looked fun. And people were like, Oh my God, this looks so amazing. And I was like, dude, like I wrote to him. I'm like, Hey man, like I'm a four hire producer, like get in touch with me. Like, can we talk? Like I would love to collaborate, you know, you know, and maybe do some music, do some audio. Like that's it, man. If you're working on it. And that's just the thing. Like I I'm, I'm that dude. Just like you said, like I had bought it on switch. Cause it's that game. Like that makes sense. I did the same thing. I mean, we have it on all the, all the platforms. It's just that kind of game and you should, it's so fun. But like, if you're working on an indie game or even a project, you're working on a musical project, you're working on a a documentary, a video, you need, you know, music or something like you're doing stuff, a podcast, you need an intro, you know, like I don't talk about it a lot, but yeah, man, like I do intros for podcasts. People hire me to do stuff and they, you know, I want to be that guy that you look to to help um, create audio. And I'm there. I'm there for that. Um, you know, so yeah, man, Nathan, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for getting the games uh, on all the platforms there. Thanks for listening to the music. And yeah, I mean, you nailed it, man. This is, uh, I am very excited. Yes, extremely excited. A great time. And I, I look forward to uh, the future with all of this, but I appreciate you greatly. And thanks to everyone uh, for your continued support and love. Uh, let's go ahead and hop over to the patrons here. I want to just thank them again. Round of applause. Thank you. Everyone on the ground floor, main floor, Game Loft, Brandon, George, Aaron, Luke, Justin on the Game Lofters. Appreciate you. And of course, Mr. James Loon, welcome to the ground floor, my man. Holding it down. Holding it down. Um, Yeah, just a great time. Great time. I hope you all have an amazing, amazing day and a great week. And we will see you next week. All right, heinehouse.com is the website, 503-908-5490 is the phone number. And uh, if you could, please write a review 
on your podcasting app. If you enjoy the show, that definitely helps me in trending. And, uh, you know, it helps with the algorithms of suggesting my podcast to other people who like games and tech. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate that. Other than that, be well, much love to you, and we'll see you on the next week. Bye now.